Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Emerson, and we're here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is the next installment of our digital tools for teachers. We are sharing the what, why, and how for teachers when it comes to Google Slides. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Mary. Mary's TSH says, I love creating slides for teaching, but I feel like it takes five ever because it takes longer than (laughs) forever. Get it? I spend so much time trying to change the backgrounds, insert clip art, changing the fonts, etc. Before I know it, I've been on my computer for over an hour and I don't even have one lesson done. Mary, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I have got to be totally transparent that I am not a Google Slides teacher. I tried and I failed horribly. I used it just for creating resources, but that's really about it. And I never really kind of jumped on that whole like Google Slides train when it comes to using it to, to build my instruction. Um, so I don't feel like I'm the person to give you tips here. <laughs> Michelle, this is your turn. <laughs> okay. I know we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, which was 090 quick tips for teacher time-sucking hurdles, <laughs> but I will reiterate. First of all, have a template and then just stick to it. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Second, force yourself to get the hard stuff done first. So get all of your content on the slides before you go in and start manipulating the fun stuff like inserting images, changing the fonts, etc. And set a timer and just stick to it. Say, I'm going to have this lesson done in 45 minutes, get the hard stuff done first. And then if that only leaves you five minutes for fun stuff, then so be it. Um, that was a great tip. And it is really a, an important one when remembering when you're dealing with Google Slides. For me, it just, ugh, nothing never really clicked. I was always, I would always see Michelle's beautiful Google Slides and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be that teacher. But nonetheless, I'm just, I can't. So we're going to be focusing on Google Slides over Google Docs because Google Slides is a great creation tool for creating worksheets or slides when it comes to teaching. We really only use Google Docs for writing papers or taking notes. And we use Google Slides for everything else because you can manipulate the text and images on the screen more easily. I think a lot of teachers don't realize like the power (laughs) that Google Slides holds. I remember when I first started creating my own instructional resources. So worksheets, printables, things like that. As a first year teacher, I used what I had, you know, only ever used in like college, which was a Word document. And I very quickly realized that creating worksheets on Word is awful. It's so hard. You're not able to like move things around the way that you want them. Like you drag things like images, but they don't quite go exactly where you want them. It's just awful. But Google's- do you remember having to like fight with the whole um, text in line? Do you remember that? Exactly. And so Google Slides works as like a blank canvas in a way. It's a lot more user friendly. You're able to put text and images exactly where you want them. You can even overlap them. So if you were not already convinced, hopefully this episode helps you discover some of the magic that is Google Slides. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into the what of Google Slides. So Google Slides is a free online Google application intended to create presentations, but can be used to create any kind of image, document, or presentation. So let's go through some of the whys, like why use 
Google Slides. And as we're doing this, we're going to kind of be comparing it to PowerPoint because I think I think teachers figured out like using presentation tools in order to create documents is actually a lot easier. But I think a lot of teachers are still stuck on using PowerPoint instead of Google Slides. So first of all, Google Slides is actually free to use, whereas PowerPoint costs money. You have to have a subscription to Microsoft. A lot of like Windows computers, I guess, may already come with Microsoft, but if you're using like a Mac or you're using certain devices that maybe are not school issued, you're gonna have to actually pay for those Microsoft applications and ain't nobody got time or money (laughs) for that. The second reason we really love Google Slides is because it saves automatically. PowerPoint does not. And can I just say, I have lost so many presentations over the years because PowerPoint like started freezing and then it just quit the application without saving and I lost all of it. And once again, don't have time for that. (laughs) So we love that Google Slides actually saves as you go. Which brings us to the next one. Google Slides is actually web-based, which means you're able to pull it up and access it, edit it, view it, whatever you want on any device that gets internet. So that could be your computer, that could be your tablet, or even your phone. Whereas PowerPoints are individual documents that have to be saved on that device in order for you to use it. So you have to either like email it to yourself or save it onto a flash drive or put it into your Google Drive so that you can open it on other devices, which we're gonna come back to that later, like uploading PowerPoint into Google Drive because there's some fancy features there. (laughs) But I know because it is web-based, I love the fact that you can easily collaborate with others using Google Slides. So multiple individuals can have access to the document at the same time, whereas PowerPoint, it's one file. So you would have to go in, make changes, save it, send it to the other person, they open it up, make changes, save it, send it back. It's just a pain. So Google Slides definitely has some powerful features over PowerPoint. Yeah, and we already mentioned this, but it's important to reiterate it, is that it is easy to manipulate text boxes and images, meaning you're able to place it exactly where you want it to be able to print on that sheet of paper. Um, And that is just so much more convenient than sitting there trying to fight something that is trying to pop into a certain spot. And we're thinking specifically like a docs or a Word document. Um, Another great benefit of it is that you can view the thumbnail images that are on the left hand side to see a quick print preview. So what's really cool about using Google Slides is that you can take your images and you can have some of the images that are kind of coming off the paper because you want it to be angled in a certain way or you only want a portion of that to be showing. And so when you're viewing it and you're editing that document, you might see some of it that's coming off the paper, but then you can utilize those little thumbnails on the side to see exactly what it's going to look like when you go and print it. Um, And then you can also customize the page size, which Docs does not let you customize. It gives you a list of different options to choose from, but when it comes to Google Slides, you can put in the exact measurements that you want it to be um, for whatever project you are working on. And then finally, it is faster to open, less programs to run. I don't know about y'all, but trying to run a Google, uh, like a Microsoft 
slides or the any sort of Microsoft anything bogs down my computer like crazy. And it is so slow to run. But because Google Slides is a web-based program, really, you just need to have fast internet. If you got fast internet, then you're going to be golden. Yep. So let's go ahead and move into the how. We're not going to give you a tutorial because there's so many of those online. Plus, Google Slides is always changing. They're always adding features. And so tutorials can very quickly become obsolete. But we are going to share some of the best features that you may not already know about. These are things that we use all the time as teachers, and we want to make sure that you know them as well. So the first one that we're going to talk about is how to share slides with others. We talked about this being a benefit and just being able to collaborate with other teachers. You can share in the responsibility. Everybody can have a slide. And this is also something that you can teach your students to do. So if you have a class slide that everybody is responsible for their own slide itself, um, this is a great way to have your students be able to share in some of that. So if you're looking at it, you could do this two different ways. So the first way that we're going to look at it is when we have the presentation open. So when you're sitting there and you're looking at the open presentation, um, on the upper right-hand corner, there's going to be a big yellow box that says share. When you click on that, it's going to open up a new box um, and it will make me say, give it a name (laughs) because of that. So when it opens up this new box, it's going to say share with people and groups. Now you can just simply type in an email if you want to be able to share it that way to be able to send it to someone. So if you know specifically what their Gmail account is, you can just type that in or you can give them a link. Um, So on the bottom one, when you go to give them a link, you have to hit the change to anyone with the link click on that, and then it's going to pop up the really long link. You can copy it and then paste it. Um, Just make sure that you're changing whether or not they're a viewer, a commenter, or an editor. So if you want them to be able to edit, once you've clicked on that for your link at the bottom, you're just gonna hit the drop down arrow and change it to editor with anyone with that link and then hit done. You can have that copied and send it to them through an email. Next, let's talk about how to change the slide size. We mentioned that this is a benefit of using slides versus docs because you're able to fully customize the size of the slide. When you first create a Google Slides, it's going to automatically give you that presentation format. So it's like a 16 by nine. And that's great if you're making slides to be able to teach from because it's going to take up a majority of the screen, which is great for presentations. But... I really like to change the slide to either an eight and a half by 11 or 11 by eight and a half when I'm making worksheets or printable things. That way I can take that slide just like a Google Doc and I can print it out onto a piece of paper. So in order to actually change the slide size, you're going to click file up at the top and you're gonna scroll down to page setup. It's like the third one up from the bottom. Once you click on page setup, it's gonna open up a little window If you just opened a regular Google Slides, it's gonna say widescreen 16 colon nine. If you click on that, you have the choice to change it to standard widescreen 16 uh, colon 10 or custom. So go ahead and click custom and this will allow you to type in the exact dimensions you want the slide to be. So if I wanna create that landscape orientation, I'm gonna type 11 in the first box and I'm going to type eight, 
five in the second box. You actually can choose between inches, centimeters, points, or pixels, but I would say a majority of us are just using inches. Once you have the dimensions the way that you want them, you're going to click apply. Now, I will tell you, you can only have one slide size within a single presentation. So you cannot have one slide be landscape orientation and then another slide be portrait orientation. You would have to create a separate document in order to do that. Now, another feature I just want to touch on really quickly Let's say you have already put things on your slide. When you go to change that slide size, it's gonna automatically scale things to fit that new size, which is super helpful. So maybe you have an old Google Slides that was just like that presentation format, but now you wanna change it to an 11 by eight and a half so that you can print it. It's gonna automatically scale like your text and your images to fit that new size. You might have to make a few minor adjustments, but it is a huge time saver. Yeah, um, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, which is how to export as an image or a PDF. Um, so if you didn't know that you have the ability to export your slides as individual images. So let's go ahead and do that one first. So when you are when you have your document open, so you have your Google Slides open, you're gonna go to file where your toolbar is. And in file, you're then gonna go to uh, download. So as you go to download, from there, you're going to have a lot of different op options that kind of pop up in another window right beside it. And so you might have Microsoft PowerPoint is going to be the first one. You have an ODP document, don't even know what that is, PDF, and so on and so forth. Down there, you're going to see a JPEG image or a PNG image. We highly recommend that you use a PNG image because PNG is actually going to have a better quality image. So it's a higher file size. It's going to be a better quality one. So you can download PMG PNG image for the current slide. So the thing to remember here is you if you're wanting to download each of your slides as a PNG, you're going to have to do this for every single slide. So you're going to have to click on the slide, then you're going to follow the process all over again. File, download PNG for current slide. Um, and it will download all of those for you. So that's how you can do it for PNG. For the PDF, it's the same process. So again, you go to file, you can go to download, and then you would just hit PDF document and it would download it as a PDF document. Now, what Bridget just went through is going to be very handy for this next one. As teachers, whenever we are sharing slides with students for them to actually complete an assignment on, we know that they love to move things around. So sometimes you want to be able to lock the quote unquote background elements. So like the design of the slide. You may have certain text boxes that you want them to type in or pictures that they're going to like drag and drop, kind of manipulate on the slide. Obviously, those you're not going to like lock down because they need to be able to move them or type in them. But there might be certain things that you do want to lock down, like the directions or any like borders that you have around the slide. So I'm going to talk about two different ways to quote unquote lock the background elements. And the reason I said quote unquote is because at least at this time, Google Slides does not have a way to actually lock elements in. We're going to kind of use like a loophole to do it. So the first way is to actually create a background of the slide that has all those elements that you want to be locked in. So let's say you're gonna create an activity for your students on Google Slides and it has directions up at the top and maybe there's like a border and maybe there's like images on the screen. So maybe you have different types of triangles and 
for the activity, students are going to drag text boxes to match like the type of triangle. So like equilateral, isosceles, scalene, all of that. And you want to actually lock down the images of the triangles and the directions. You're going to put all of that onto the slide first. So everything you want students to not be able to manipulate, put it on the slide. Then you're going to go ahead and download it as an image, the way that Bridget just told you. So file, download, and you're going to choose PNG image. Then you are going to insert that as the background of another slide. I always like to keep like one set of slides for all the things that I'm editing, like creating, and then I'll have a new set of slides where I'm actually putting in the backgrounds where my students are going to use them. So in order to change the background, there is actually a button that says background. So under your top toolbar where it says like file, edit, view, insert, you should have another toolbar. If you don't see it, then check. There should be like a little arrow where you can hide that menu um, and unhide it. So if you don't see it, just try clicking the little arrow in like the top right-hand corner. But there is actually a button that says background. If you click on that, you can choose to set a background color or an image. So you're gonna click choose image and it will allow you to either select an image from like your computer, you can actually upload it, or your camera, you can actually select it from your Google Drive. So you're gonna find that background image that you already downloaded and it's going to insert it in as the background. So once you've selected the image, click done, and it's going to pop it in as the background. Now, you also can just like right click on the side and choose change background, and it will take you to that same window. So that is one way that you can kind of lock those background elements. Then obviously you're gonna put in any text boxes or images that you want them to actually edit on top of that background. But there is another kind of sly way that you can do it. <laughs> it's a little bit faster, uh, but it does have some drawbacks. You can actually edit the slide master. Up at the top, in between format and arrange, you're gonna click on slide, and then you're gonna choose edit theme. Now, Slide Master has always been like the go-to name of it. That's always what it was called on PowerPoint. Google Slides has decided to be different, so they now call it the Slide Theme. But this is basically whatever you put onto the Slide Master, it's going to be on your regular slides, but it's locked in as a background image. So you would design whatever you don't want students to manipulate here, and then you would exit that Slide Theme. So there's just like a little X in the top right corner, and then you could insert in any images or text boxes on top. Now, here is the downside. If these are slides that you are sharing with your students to complete for an assignment, in theory, they could open up the slide master or the slide theme and they could go in and actually change things. The reality is most kids don't know that, okay? Especially if you teach elementary, they have no idea about that. So you don't have to worry about it. The reason it's faster is because you can just put it in on that slide and it's automatically going to populate on your slides versus having to go in and insert the background for each and every one. Plus, there is nothing worse than creating that background image, inserting it in, and then finding a typo. Because then you have oh. to go back to the original slide, change it, re-export it, and re-upload it as a background. So the great thing about that slide master or that slide theme is that you can go in 
and you can make those changes and it instantly updates um, versus having to go through the whole process. But keep in mind, your kids could actually go in and manipulate it. They just probably don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, it was a little bit of a struggle, like getting used to using like the master slides. I'm using it, I'm saying master, but the theme slide, because yeah. I felt like it was a little bit of a learning curve. But then mm-hmm. once I started giving it, it would it is so much easier. Yeah, so much it easier. Is. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about how to convert files. Now, this is a feature that I fell in love with when I found out that this was a possibility. And so when I'm talking about converting files, I'm talking about taking a PowerPoint and making it into a Google slide. Okay, because you can do that. Now, to be very clear, you can actually open and edit PowerPoints. Um as a Google slide at any time. So just kind of keep that in mind. The file will always show as a PowerPoint and you can download it from your drive and it will be a PowerPoint, but you can edit it within Google Slides from your drive. Um, Just double click on the PowerPoint and then it will open up in Google Slides or you can just right click uh, on the PowerPoint file and choose open with and then choose Google Slide, all right? But if you wanna have a PowerPoint automatically show as a Google Slide file, you need to turn on a specific setting. So for me, when I was creating all my stuff in PowerPoint, and then I started transitioning over to Google Slides, I wanted just to have everything in Google Slides. I didn't want to have to go back and forth anymore. And so this is where a feature will be really great because it will take your PowerPoint and it will just turn it into a Google Slide. So you have to turn this setting on. First, you're going to go to the gear, and then you're going to click um, where's the gear at? Hold on. Oh, um, when you're in this drive, is in Google drive. Yeah. 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 So when you're in Google drive, you're looking at your drive, meaning on the left-hand side, you have your, it says drive, it says new, my drive computer shared with me, so on and so forth. You're going to see at the upper right-hand corner where you see like your image, there's a little gear and then there's a little circle with a question mark. You're going to click on that gear. Um, then you're going to click settings and then make sure that you are on general on the left side and locate convert uploads underneath your storage and make sure that that blue box is clicked um, or checked. It says basically convert uploaded files to Google Slides editor format. Click done in the upper right corner. If you have this turned on, when you upload a PowerPoint, it will show as a Google Slides file instead of a PowerPoint. Um, If you had this off, any previous files will show as a PowerPoint, so you will have to re-upload them, so download that PowerPoint, and then re-upload them in order to have it show up as a Google Slides. You can easily download that, re-upload it. It literally will take you just a few seconds, but it is a really nice feature to be able to have. Yeah. So if you need a refresher on that, just like hit the button on the podcast that will let you go back by, you know, like 30 seconds at a time. Just hit that a bunch of times and re-listen to it because that is a total game changer. So if you are coming from the world of PowerPoint, you have to do that. Like it just, oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it is the best thing. (laughs) So now we've talked about what Google Slides is. We've talked about why use it, and we've given you some ways to use it in terms of like those fancy features that you may not have known about. So we want to end with some ways that you could be using Google Slides as a teacher. So how can you actually apply this to your teacher life? 
First of all, you can use slides as a way to teach new concepts. Bridget is not a huge fan of this and that's okay. I am team Google Slides for teaching. For she me, is. it just really helps keep me on track. It helps me know where I'm going in a lesson because I do get a little bit crazy when I'm teaching. And then sometimes it's that like quote from Michael Scott where he's like, sometimes I start a sentence. And I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. <laughs> that is me when I am teaching. So having those slides to help guide my thought process is just mm -hmm. awesome. You also can use it for morning meeting activities or to display like a morning message. So we used to always have morning work for our students and it was a combination of like fun things. Sometimes it was journal prompts, but we would actually keep a set of Google Slides for each month. And we had this within our team, Google Drive. So then each year, all we had to do was go in and like change the dates, but all the activities were done. And that was fantastic. You could use Google Slides to actually create flashcards for your students. And we already mentioned that you can actually print them out so that you could use it to create physical flashcards or even digitally. Like you could, you can create fancy little hyperlinks. We didn't even get into that because that's a whole nother level, but yeah. you could create hyperlinks from the slides so students could actually like run it as a presentation. And then as they go through the flashcards, they can like click and it would take them to the next one, which is really fun. Yeah. You can obviously use it to create worksheets of any and all kinds. You can use it to create editable documents that your students actually complete for assignments. So we mentioned those like drag and drop type of activities or having them like fill in text boxes or insert their own images. And then finally, you can use it to create review games, which is a lot of fun. I always do basketball with my kiddos and I will run the game through Google Slides and then I just have like a trash can with a ball that they're throwing and review game done. <laughs> yeah. So we hope that you guys have gotten a little bit more insight into how we use Google Slides. Obviously, you can tell we are huge Google Slides fan. Whether you're using it to run your lessons or to create other materials in your classrooms, there's like an endless possibilities of what you can do with Google Slides in your classroom. Uh, so we would love for you to head on over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com and submit your TSH. We wanna know what is your time-sucking hurdle right now. Also be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our next episode, which is Thursday mornings. And we would love for you to leave a review over on iTunes. It helps us get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. And we just love hearing from all of you. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.